Pints and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it's wrestling. That could be anybody's theme song right now. Anyone I from AEW? All every yeah. AEW Dynamite. That's the only thing I know. That's the only song I know for that is the theme song. What happened to CFL Dollar Sign? Because I feel like theme songs are kind of lacking right now. They're gone, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They're uh, undercover in Europe. We'll find out in the next uh, CFO dollar sign movie. Like, what's going on with Josiah? Like, can Josiah help? I'm into it. He's yeah, but I think he's also training to be an announcer. Oh, well. I don't know if he's doing, I think he still does his music remixes like on his own time and then they'll use them, but yeah. No. Anyway, welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Haltino Heat. Hal Loveland. Woof. I like that one. (laughs) Haltino Heat. I don't lie or cheat or steal. Lie you, or cheat or you steal. Do one, you lie. You'd have to. Everybody has in their life. Yeah. But I don't as a general policy lie. Right. You're not like a liar liar, yeah. but you've lied before. And I don't like a convertible. I need the top up because I get chilly. <laughs> I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the night hair, Danielle Radford. Very nice. What a week we just had. What a week. Mm-hmm. What a week. Anyway, let's get started with the most recent developments from Wednesday night's shows. I had to. I was in a situation this week where I was like, I, I can only watch one. Right. I don't have time to watch both. And I enjoy both shows very much. And I think this is a choice a lot of people have. And I'll watch the other one later. Yeah. But I, what I did was I looked at the cards. And based on that, I decided to watch NXT. And I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Number one, great show top to bottom. Yeah. But the main show. event... Rhea Ripley taking on Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship uh, was a barn burner. Um, Rhea Ripley, I know we say it all the time, Rhea Ripley is a star. 23 years old. A star. 23 years old. Great storyteller. Like, just, like, has it. Already has Mm -hmm. it. That's crazy at that age to be that good that quickly. And Shayna Baszler, obviously no slouch either. No. Fantastic. I don't even think she's hit her peak yet no but she's if she if she is it's a very long peak and she is at the beginning of it Mm -hmm. with how good she is at at every aspect of her performance as well here is how that match ended julian roll the clip second Second turnbuckle about to deliver an avalanche Someone just came. <laughs> was it you? <laughs> no, I'd be sliding off my chair right now if it was me. <laughs> and I would be stuck to mine. <laughs> uh, great match. Yeah, fantastic. It was time. I wonder um, I wonder if they give Baszler the title again at some point, but I'm interested to see. We haven't really had a lot of face champions 
for for very long periods of time since Finn. I think he was the last one. Maybe who was a really long running face champion. So uh, interested to see sort of how they carry this off. It feels like might have been Bailey when she was in NXT. Maybe Bailey. Maybe, but but it it feels like NXT is a heel promotion in that way where it's it's faces chasing heels. Yeah. Rather than the faces beating down every challenger that comes their way, which, which is, I like that's it the Hogan better. model, the Cena model. You like you like a babyface champion. That, no, no, no. I like the way NXT is doing. Yeah, it. Yeah, I do too. I do too. It's 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 more interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the payoff of you you get that gratification of the good guy winning overall mm-hmm. odds versus they they won again, and this is just part of a winning streak, right? Even though wins and losses do matter in the eyes of the fans, I think. That was the final match. And then they kick it off with another barn burner. Adam Cole retaining his championship against Finn Balor, who loses because of the interference of a returning Johnny Gargano, who takes the chair to him. I am really excited for this feud. Yes. I am so pumped. Um, They're both amazing in the ring. I think they're going to have great chemistry. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, me too. This was a great match, though, considering there was really no buildup right. to it. You knew at some point he was going to challenge for the title, but yeah. there's no real personal issue between them. That, Not yet, that is yeah. a long-term story. So right decision to keep the belt on that. There's like no reason to take it off him anytime no. soon. Mm-mm. And the Gargano, I agree with you, the Gargano, Finn Balor, this is like the right time to restart that also. Yeah, I am really, really excited for that. Who from NXT right now do you think would uh, would make sense to put in the Royal Rumble? Because that's what's coming up next now. I want to see Johnny Wrestling in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see Shayna Baszler like for 100 fucking percent in the Women's Royal Rumble. Was she in it? I'm trying to remember. I, I the last there's too years? much wrestling. I don't think she was. I don't think she was, but I think that she needs to be. My pick is Keith Lee because Vince loves him. He'll come in and I have a good run. I want to watch him just throw them boys around. Yeah. Come in and throw boys. Because you need someone to come in and throw boys. Yeah. Um, Have Keith Lee come in and throw some boys. Throw them boys. Throw them boys. Uh, we also had a preview of World Collide as Pete Dunne took on the Kiwi buzzsaw Travis Banks. Again, great match. It's really this Travis Banks kid. He's also really young, isn't he? He's really young, and that's one where it's like I wish I was more up on my UK wrestling. I want right. that's definitely one of my blind spots. Same. So I don't know too much about him, but yeah, r- young, great, great match. Super athletic, mm-hmm. great storytelling. Pete Dunne, I don't think he's capable of having a bad match. No, Mm-mm. but he also like just it, it, either guy could have won, and that's. That I think was what that match needed to be because it sparks it. Like it made me go, "Oh, I gotta check out Worlds Collide." Right. It made me feel that way, even though I probably won't. Yeah, you won't. Not immediately. Yeah. Well, it's you know because it's funny we talk about like how wins and losses matter, and yeah. I recently watched a lot of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen that? I have. So there's you know that scene where you've got Al Pacino talking to Leo's character about like the way this is not a spoiler because it's you, it, it's virtually impossible to spoil that movie. That movie's like a mood. It's not like a plot thing. Yeah. And he's talking to him about you know he plays this character who used to be on TV and he was like a huge TV star and now he does these guest spots where he plays the villain and he's like yeah. 
What happens is, is when you do that, they don't see the character that you're playing now. They see your old character from your old show getting his ass beat and they see it over and over and over again. And after a while, that changes the audience's perception of you. Yeah. You know, the 50-50 booking and all that, like, it, I'm, it does matter. It, like, it does make a difference. Wins and losses matter because it changes the way that we think about people and their characters. I agree with you. I also think that there's a there's a second layer to that, which is wins and losses definitely matter, but also how you win or lose Absolutely. is important. So if you're if you're constantly coming up just a little short, at, or somebody's cheating to beat you constantly, yes, that says a lot more about your character and can still move you forward. That's mm-hmm. like the question is, is your character or is the perception of your character staying stagnant? Is it moving backwards or is it moving forward? Absolutely, and you always yeah. want to move forward. Uh, and I would apply that to all medium of of art for whatever you're doing, whether you're podcasting, whether you're making big movies, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, you want to be moving things forward, never backwards or staying in the same place. Oh, God, you're so well. <clears throat> um, <laughs> let's talk about a couple other matches from NXT. Uh, Damian Priest beat Killian Dane, Cameron Grimes getting up, picking up a win over Kushida clean. Yeah, and, and Io Shirai continuing her run by beating Santana Garrett. Anything notable here? I didn't really find like like all good matches. They're all great matches, but nothing that uh, Cameron Grimes picking up a win. Yeah, it's, it's nice. kind of a big yeah. kind of a big thing for him. Kushida losing, I don't like as much. I don't like the way. Yeah, I don't like the way that the he clean. Lost. Yeah, like why not win by che- like what heel are you? Are you the heel that cheats to win? Or are you just the heel that? Because it didn't seem like a fluke win. It seemed like a like it was pretty decisive. Clean as a whistle, yeah. decisive win, middle of the ring. Even though it was a back and forth match, felt to me like it doesn't. In my eyes, doesn't help both of them. We've we'll got see. A lot of time. I, I do a lot. I I put a lot of trust in NXT. This isn't one of those things where I'm like, oh great, they're already fucking it up. Like okay, maybe I didn't like this, but maybe there's a long term storytelling thing that I don't know. And this is the show where I feel confident in saying that that, that could be right. Yes. Uh, let's talk about AEW, where I am aware of what happened, even if I didn't see it transpire with mm-hmm. my own two eyes. Chris Jericho did not put the AEW world title on the line, but he did have a match against Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And he said, you won't last 10 minutes with me, son. Let's hear what happened after Jungle Boy was able to last 10 minutes against Le Champion. Le Champion. You seem pretty upset. Why would I be upset, huh? huh? Why would I be upset? I told you, Jungle Boy could not beat Le Champion. I told you, I told you. No, 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 you, you said, you said he couldn't last 10 minutes with you, and he, and he did. What? You said he couldn't last 10 minutes with you, and he did last 10 minutes. No, I didn't, no, he didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, he did. No, I didn't. Yeah, he did. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, he did. Shut up, Skiavo! You're lucky I don't beat your ass right here. <laughs> and every single person out here as well. <laughs> That's, I mean, look, Jericho is very good at what he does. He is very good at his job of being a heel wrestler. Yeah. Um. He is like, he's just, uh, uh, he's, it's like watching a classical flautist. Yeah. You can uh, learn a lot. You know, it's basic things and doing them, doing them the best you can. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be that crazy or convoluted to be good. No. Yeah. And he proves that time and again. Anybody who could get a piece of paper and a scarf over separately. Separately. Yep. Two separate things. This dude can do it all. Uh, and that's great. Is that, and why, also... you, is that why you like your, your boys? Because he got he also got a scarf over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that he got a scarf over. Look, I can't. <laughs> I like admire it. 
Yeah, that's right. I look, I'm anybody in a scarf, <laughs> I'm going to like you. Chili Willy, big fan. <laughs> Harry Potter, sure, I'm into it. Scarves and farts. Scarves and farts podcast. Tapping scarves is the Tap podcast I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> It was cold out. These two people were kissing. <laughs> Next week on tights and scarves and barfs. I don't know. Whatever. I lost it. Let's talk about uh, the main event of AEW. Tag titles on the line. SCU defeating the Young Bucks to retain those tag titles. I'm I'm glad they did this because I think it was SCU's first defense of those titles. I can't. There's so much wrestling. I don't remember, and but um, I'm I'm very glad they retained. It doesn't help the titles or SCU to have them lose. And I don't think it particularly helps the young, but they don't need that help. No. AEW has shown an interest in long-term storytelling, which I really appreciate. So mm-hmm. I think they made the right choice, but I also understand as a fan expecting the young bucks to pick up the win here that it feel with it feeling like, "Oh, they're oh, they're due." Yeah, um, I think because it, it's hard for me to separate the fact that the Bucks are also part owners in the company, right? Um, and so I can't help but when you watch, and it, it's it's so weird because it 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 isn't happening with Cody as much, yeah. Um, but for some reason, and I think it might just be because like they are building up a tag division Yeah, that when I look at that, that is what I think of. And so I just keep thinking like, these are smart moves. These are smart moves. I'm not thinking of it so much as like, I like the Bucks and they're a good team and they should win in as much as it's like, no, they're doing exactly what they need to do so that when they do win, it doesn't look like they're just beating up a bunch of jobbers. It looks like they are, are they're winning against a competent division. Yes, absolutely. Okay. They're As business owners, they're being very smart. Yeah. At building a building an entire company because you can't the, build it around four. You can't just you have four guys. Can't and if if you have the Bucks winning and the Bucks have the titles and then then they are the entire tag division. Yes. And then what happens? What happens when one of them is injured? What happens when, um, you know, they might need time off? Like what happens if suddenly? And also, you just can't. I don't want to watch one team just like be the end all be all of a division. That's so boring. Yeah. I'm excited for Private Party to get the belts. Me too. I love those guys so much. I <laughs> I had an idea. I want to run a booking thing past you. All right. I was talking with Julian about this. And I know we can't do it because we're, we're in a world where Le Champion exists. Right. But if, just for the sake of argument, wouldn't this be great? MJF costs Cody Rhodes to lose, that, to lose his match so he can't challenge for the title again. Mm-hmm. But now he wants revenge on MJF, who wins the world title. So that he doesn't have to face Cody. And then the program is Cody trying to get the belt off of him without being the one to wrestle him. Mm. And MJF doing everything to keep the belt, not only because he wants to be the champion and keep the championship, but because he he doesn't want Cody to be able to wrestle him in a ring. All right. It's a good story, right? I see what you're saying. I think that would be a fun story. It would be fun, yeah. I mean, it's they're not doing it now. I'm not saying they. Sh- this is what they should be doing. I just thought, like, ooh, that's a fun little bit. I would like to see that, and I've never—I don't think I've ever seen that story before. Oh, I'm trying to because you know everything old is new in wrestling, so yes. I'm trying to think if I have, but I don't think so. Mm-mm. Something brand new. I'm available for uh, contracting work. The visionary Hal Lublin. Yeah, that I'll come to the ring with a laptop. That'll be my <laughs> thing. Uh, speaking of Cody, he and Darby Allen picked up a victory against the Butcher and the Blade. Doctor. <laughs> and uh, the Lucha Bros. <laughs> the typo. I just want to read what it says. Say here. it. The Lucha Bros. Eating Kenny Omega and Hangman <laughs> Adam Page. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They made a meal out of them. They made a meal out of them. Um, chomp, num, num, chomp, num, chomp, num, chomp. num, 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 num. 
forgive Juliet, everybody. He was up late watching a Star War. Also, the, the, my, the B button on my keyboard is very finicky. The B, can you get a new keyboard? It's, a, it's attached to the screen. I can't. Oh, <laughs> oh sucks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's end the way we started. Let's talk about women's title news. Chris Statlander beat Britt Baker, which means she'll take on Riho for the AEW Women's Championship next week. Very excited for match. Very excited for Riho. Yeah, I'm excited to see her come back. Hold up, wait. What? Let me check. Because I not, swear I heard Jericho the, say they're not having. They're there not. Will be no. I think it's. Ne- I think it's the following week. So just yeah. She, uh, no, it might be January eighth. Could be. Yeah, that sounds right. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Take time off. Please, please hang Oops. out with your families. Yeah, we we will there. be fine. Yeah, we will we're be okay. okay. Take time off. That's good. That's like good. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to work for a company that gave you some time off around the holidays? Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Do that. I. We will be okay. I don't need to watch wrestling on Christmas Day live. I That's just right. simply don't. But it should be a good match. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm excited for Riho. No heels, face face. That's okay. We don't really have a heel in this, except for awesome. Why? Well, you know what? That's a story for another time. Again, building up the division. Building up the division. If only there were a huge monster heel with a belt of pelts who could take that belt off of her in about ten seconds. And then if everybody chase it. And wouldn't it help legitimize a burgeoning heel faction? But also you have to remember that same monster with pelts on her belts is yeah. also an actress who is she doing is. acting stuff. She is. So I wouldn't that mind could her... be a reason why she's not on TV. I wouldn't mind her coming much. down from the mountain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's, that would almost be a heel. Like, we've established that's okay to do now is to get the belt and skedaddle. Could you, Raw has no championship. Could you right imagine now. her with the title on like the Netflix red carpet that they do every time they're? Oh my god, right. so much fun. Love it. Yep. She she inexplicably has it in glow. That has made it back to the 1980s. Uh, if you have any thoughts on any of these ideas, these concepts, or if you just want to wish us a happy holidays, which we sure do wish to you, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram via the links in our show notes. We'll be back to break down WWE's TLC pay per view. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Happy Kwanzaa. Guys, guess what we did? We did that thing that you wanted. Yeah, you asked for this. You wanted the t-shirt. Now it's your job to go buy it. Go to maxfunstore.com and get the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. All cuts, all sizes, for all ages, all identities, all anything. Yeah, if you like that one that Kelk was wearing, I think, for WrestleMania, th- yes. this is what that's what it looks like. So go get it and put our logo on your chest. Yes, it is the holiday season. Get yourself or someone you love a gift. The gift of the Tyson Fights t-shirt, only at MaxFunStore.com. Hi, I'm Renee Colbert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Second big news. Mm -hmm. The reviews are in. Mm Mm-hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight. A great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday. Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by... Daniel Radford. And that's it. <laughs> Kelk is sick. Yes, Kelk is sick. Sending out big ups to to yeah. Kelks for not coming in, even though I free- when she was like, I'm on cold medicine. I was like, do you have a cold? Are you coming in? Are you sick? 
don't come in sick. Don't get all of us sick. Yeah. Take care of yourself. But also, I have to be on a plane at 5.30 tomorrow morning. I can't. Don't be sick. I can't. Don't be sick. And then she was awful. going to come in, and then she was like, no, I'm definitely not feeling well enough yes. for that. It's just good practicing self-care. All of you out there. Practice self-care. Your health is more important than whatever you have to do at work. That's a fun lesson I'll never learn. Anyway. Yep. Uh, let's talk about WWE's tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. It is a show filled with high and low points. So let's start with the New Day beating the Revival in a ladder match to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Great match. Mm -hmm. Love the match. Love that match. Yeah, I don't know. What what else is there to say? It's tough for those two teams not to have a good match in any configuration. Poor uh, Xavier still still Yeah, still out, still in recovery, doing some fun stuff. But Kofi and Big E are certainly holding holding down the fort Mm -hmm. and... I felt like maybe I saw a couple things that I hadn't seen before in a ladder match, or just logic-wise, there was a little more logic to it. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't love the suplex onto the ladder. The ladder that folded in half. That's not my favorite. Yeah. Please take care of yourselves, boys. Gotta have it. Gotta have the gimmick ladder break I in half. I don't like it. Yeah. It worries me. I look. I don't like it either. Well, we'll talk about Kyrie Sane later on. For God's sake. <sighs> I I, I want to discuss. Uh, um, something that I thought was great. Mm-hmm. I hate to use something negative to talk about something positive, but right. I just want to give to for somebody who go, well, it's the same thing. Finn Balor and the Demon, to me, were, were the only difference between the two was makeup. Right. When Bray Wyatt comes out to wrestle his first match in the sweater mm-hmm. as the new version of Bray Wyatt, and has his the, has the uh, Firefly Funhouse song, right, and is completely different and doesn't want to wrestle. But is happy and is apologizing and laughing while he's in holds. It's a completely different match, right? And it, it is I, like I can't say enough about how great Bray Wyatt is for his ability to play at this point. What four different versions? Yeah, of, of Bray what, Wyatt of one core central character. Yeah, and now doing two of them at a time, both of which are believable. And thank good. I was thinking about this on the way in. I, what I love about wrestling being a work is that he can build those moments of laughter like just he plays it so he's such a good actor yes absolutely and the Miz too like two very good actors in the ring together it worked really really well for me even though there was no build up I had no stakes in the match there was no surprise how it was gonna how it was gonna come down they are two uh, people, and there's several in the company who you can throw them into something where it doesn't feel like it has any stakes, and they're gonna make they're gonna make you know chicken salad out of chicken shit or however that fucking stupid phrase goes. Like <laughs> they are, they are the two that can do it, and they can do it with people who can't aren't also on that ability and carry the whole match by themselves. So when yeah. you put them together in a ring, that's gonna be good. That's you know we're gonna be eating good. Yeah, I I mean I I got the emotional stakes of it. I think they built that well over the yeah. two weeks or whatever. It was enough. I just like that's a match you go into saying. Well, and also, you have to remember, I'm not watching a lot of main roster right now. Right. So. But even in, even if you just read about it, it's enough to know. Yeah. There's no way Miz is winning the world title here. This is a this is literally a filler match. We're but on the road. They're all filler matches well. from here. And uh, we got the return of or Daniel Bryan. Yeah. With his cute haircut. What cute boy. He's a cute boy. I like him with the short hair and the really short beard. I do too. I was getting tired of the Billy Goat. I, yeah, no, I like Total Divas Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, look great. I love the return. I don't know what this means. I don't like. 
he doesn't seem like the guy who's going to beat the fiend, but he could beat Bray Wyatt. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is when I'm like, I will, I'll be cautiously optimistic and see where they go. Yeah, yeah, because and again, either way, because even if the storyline is like not my favorite. Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, yes, please, I want that. I want that in my face. Yeah. So there you go. We didn't. The crowd didn't agree with us. They didn't like the match as much as we did. Well, but you know, their live crowds have been so fucking weird lately. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's always weird to see a crowd uh, in silence after something. Yeah. It's it's very weird. Like I feel oh, like we've been these getting people worked hard. We've been getting that a lot lately. It's I don't know what's going on. Yeah. There were a few non-title matches. First, Alistair Black beat Buddy Murphy. Come on. Buddy God, I, I, I did not know that two years ago, Buddy Murphy was going to be one of my favorite things. In, you know, Who, but nobody could have no predicted, one predicted it. it. But, I mean, maybe Alexa. But, damn, he's good. Yeah. That was a great. And we, I should have known him versus Alistair Black. That's another one where it's like, yeah, that's going to be a match that I want to watch. Oh, poor Alistair Black, his nose. I don't the bl- Everywhere. Like it. it was like, uh, do you remember the... The Eric the Red commercial parody from SNL that was like a oh. it was like a lot like he shot blood out. It yeah. was a Viking that shot out blood. That's what it reminded me of, the oh, the way it was shooting I out. I just don't I don't I can't I don't I can't. I don't like it. And I don't. Shouldn't this have been a doors match? Do you guys agree with me? A doors match? Yeah, you know. They had the stairs. Make it a doors match. They're always knocking on doors trying to get to each other. <laughs> <laughs> just have one of them hit the other in the face with a door. Whoever's the first person to go when somebody in yeah. there? <laughs> you have to lock your opponent behind a door in order to win. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. You shove them in a door like Monsters, Inc., and they wind up in a child's bedroom. Uh, Rusev and Bobby Lashley, table match. The The actual match was fine. Yeah, I don't care. I feel bad for them. They're both fantastic performers. I don't care. About, yeah. about and and that and that bums me out um, because I want to care very deeply about both of these characters. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, next week. We're going to do a deep dive on Rusev. Uh, you can all hear uh, more expanded thoughts about this storyline in general. Let's move on to the first TLC match, which is King Corbin, who had the help from of the Ziggler and the Revival to defeat Roman Reigns. Um, I don't have a problem with this. I like that it took four guys to beat Roman Reigns. Makes him look strong. It makes him look really strong. Yeah. It makes Baron Corbin look like a chicken shit heel, which is exactly what juice. he's supposed to do. So, like, the, you know, at a certain point, it's like, what do you want from these guys? I know it's been going on too long. I would like them it's to move on, on too, long. but also, like, that, that's it's a good match, and that's good an, story. And, and I think that that is that is my thing right now with WWE in general because I keep bringing it up. It's just like. Yeah, a lot of this, these moving parts, it's going to be weird matches with a weak buildup. You know, it's going to be the these kind, you know, things that are happening too long because nothing's going to start happening until we get into the road. Right. And there especially isn't going to be anything happening during the holidays. And so with all of these, I'm like, the the things that would normally frustrate me, because logically I know that stuff is going to be happening soon, I'm like more okay with. Or maybe even yeah. just, maybe complacent. Is the word? Yeah, like get us through. We all we all know we're treading water yeah. for the next six weeks or whatever. Just make the matches good. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the final title match of the night. The Kabuki Warriors retain the women's tag championship over Becky and Charlotte. <sighs> Th- this, uh, I love all four of these women. Yes. I think they are all very talented. There's no way I could even do a one one millionth of what they do. Right. As a fan, this was a sloppy mess. It was a sloppy mess. Kyrie Sane was very concerned for her. 
Yeah, and I'm glad. I was glad that she tweeted out like her the, her thumbs up. Yeah, her thumbs up. But yeah. yeah, no, like I don't know what it's like to wrestle. Like I've, I'm a performer. I know what it's like to to perform live. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to wrestle live with the hot lights and all the crowds and getting so into it and all that stuff. Yeah. But like, if I from home can see that she is clearly concussed. Yeah. Like, where was the communication breakdown in there? For you know, yeah, of course, you know, Charlotte that that is going to that move's going to get botched and then the slap in the face and just all that stuff is just like I don't and and I don't know that I blame Charlotte because I think that she's kind of doing what she you know she was doing her in character stuff and yeah. yada 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 but there was a communication breakdown and I think and this is going to be maybe slightly I don't know I think that you've got to start training refs on basic very if you've got foreign like language people like folks who are not speaking English as their first language yeah. your refs have to start learning at least basic words so that they can communicate with them effectively when it comes to that you can you can do the word you know you can do the 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 word for stop you can do the word yeah. you know what i mean well, just one or two basic fucking words in japanese one or two basic fucking words um in in spanish like i think the refs have to start doing that yeah. and i don't know if that's what the problem was I don't, I don't know because I know that there's also a lot of like signals and signs and stuff that they do that are nonverbal. Yeah. Um. And maybe she just was like not able to do that and communicate that because of where her brain was. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't know where that breakdown is, but they got to tighten that shit up because that was that could have gotten very bad. Even if that had not happened, the match still I think would have felt like a mishmash. Yeah. Was... Patchwork kind of like. Not the best I, I, work that any of them and can I don't do. Know. Yeah, I don't Not know. Not a stinker for me. No, but we've all seen them have the A plus 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 matches. We've seen it from every single person in that ring. Yeah. And so when you watch a match that just looks like it's barely came together from again, A plus, mega plus, S plus women's talent, it's a little like what what happened? What was the Yeah. When Where was the miscommunication? Where was the like? What is the cause? When you've seen the best version of something, yes, and 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 then it comes back, and and it's supposed to be this big like main event thing, and it falls short. Yeah, like you just you you can't settle. It's hard to settle your expectations. Yeah, and it's a little heartbreaking like for the people in the ring too. Yeah, because we want all of them to succeed, and you're right. Absolutely. We have seen the absolute, not just the best of them. We have seen them be the best of wrestling, each and every one of them at one point. Yes. Um. And again, I don't know what happened. I don't know why this didn't work. I've seen all four of those women work great. I've seen them all work great with other other folks. So I don't know. You know, if it's just like adding all these extra elements makes it more complicated, but also like. I don't, I don't need to, uh, I can just do a regular, I don't know. It's fine. It's just, uh, I like them all so much um, that it does, it just kind of like, it's a little, little bit of a bummer. Sure. It looks like Becky is going to be taking on Asuka soon. This time with the Raw Women's title on the line. Here's a clip. The last few months I've been off. I, I haven't been myself. I was taken out of singles competition and I was put in the tag team division. And, and at first, I thought that the powers that be were trying to bury me. And then I realized that it's something much worse. They're trying to protect me. Now, I look at the merchandise and the posters and the corporate events and I realize that I'm the golden goose now and they don't want that to end. 
this championship says that I'm the best, but this champion says that Oscar is the best in the world right now. Last night proved it. TLC last year proved it. The last World Rumble proved it. You might say that I'm handling this loss by looking at things honestly. Hmm. She is always such a great interview. Yeah. Um, she's, and I, I've said this before, I know it sounds very silly. Go see the Marine Six. Becky is amazing. I in bet it. she is. I believe she's you. like really legitimately very, very good at it. And I do think if she ever decided that she wanted to be an actress, actress, she could do it. Yeah. Yeah, she could. hundred percent. Mm. I'm interested in the match. It's a good story. It's a good that's a good piece of long memory. Oh. That's a, that's like a year ago. Yeah. Almost. Also that, just uh... like I do, man, I if there's anybody uh, if there's any woman on that roster that could take some strong style kicks and like make them make herself look stronger it's becky and that's one like i've she's been amazing since that moment um right before survivor series a couple years ago when she became the man yeah that moment with the bloody nose and all of that stuff i don't think we've gotten a chance to have her reach quite like that moment of like holy shit because she's just been kind of consistently good but if we could get another moment like that and i don't need her nose to be bloody i don't need to be injured but just that moment of like oh yeah you're gonna kick the shit out of me but i'm still here if we can get another one of those out of her in this match which is what i'm hoping for oh just like solidifies how amazing she is yeah 100 percent. finally the the main piece of business on raw was a gauntlet match for the number one contendership to Rey Mysterio's U.S. title. Good showing for Ricochet. Good showing for Humberto Carrillo and uh, and Andrade. But of course, at the end, it seems like the number one contender will in fact be Seth Rollins. And a pipe? Okay. So, uh, I don't know. You all right? I'm all right with it. You all right with it? Yeah, it's fine. If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with a couple things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is a special pre-holiday edition of Tights and Fights. Ho, ho, ho. Hi, I'm Janet Varney, and like many of you, brand new sentient robots excluded, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were, too, including folks like comedian Danielle Radford. And of course, all of us, you, you take on that theater accent, and our teacher would say, no, that isn't how people talk. Right. Don't do the super theater kid accent. It's the worst. But so when I was doing theater in high school, of course, I immediately was talking about being in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with my favorite women artists, innovators, and humans as we reminisce about the past and how it led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. It's the holiday season. So whoop-dee-doo and a dickery doc. We're going to do something special for the three count. Julian, play the clip of it. It's very rare in this season of giving and having and loving and receiving that we all agree in a divided world, a divided country, for people to come together and actually share a, a love of something. And Danielle 
and I both wanted to put over the same thing. So rather than argue over who gets to do it, let's put it over together. Yeah. Go ahead. So AEW put out a Christmas commercial. Um, I guess it aired before the Lakers versus the Bucks. Um, and we just thought that it was very, very pleasant. And there's a really funny moment at the end. And we'll play that for you now. Yeah. What did AEW give to me? A V-trigger, Peck. That's my knee. Gin and juice. Watch out! Our pet dinosaur. This is skateboard. Put that skateboard! Nothing. Because I celebrate Hanukkah. Why am I doing this? All Elite Wrestling on TNT. Wednesday Night Dynamite returns January That's your boy. Yeah. But yeah, so I just thought that that was like really funny. And like, I like that ending of it where it's like, I'm Jewish. Like, it's So great. good. Yeah, it's I fantastic. I And it helps you, like, like, if you're uninitiated, you know a little something about each of the characters. It makes you want to watch the show. Mm-hmm. And MJF just... He's got your heart, boy. He's got your heart right oh, in his hands. He's got a scarf wrapped around my heart. <laughs> scarf around my heart. Brilliant, brilliant little piece of business. Mm. And hey, uh, to all of you who celebrate, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa coming up, happy Boxing Day. Have a great Both Wednesday. start on the 26th. <laughs> yeah. Or a great Wednesday. Or have a good Wednesday. I said to all who celebrate, if you celebrate Wednesdays, great. Uh, to those of you who celebrate Hanukkah, like me and MJF, uh, Sunday night is when it all begins. And uh, I hope you all take time to be kind not only to others and thoughtful to others, but to yourself as well, because you deserve it. It's been a hell of a year. Mm. Recharge and and go raring into 2020, uh, whatever it is that you do with your life. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and me, Hal Lublin, who you can book on Cameo. I've been <laughs> recording. Me. Like, yeah. a lot of stuff has come in. Look up Hal Loveland on Cameo. I'll record a special greeting for you whenever you need. And you can listen to my pod. I, we got this is on a holiday break for the next two weeks, and then we'll be back. Good. But you can listen Rest. to a lot of our old Christmas and holiday-themed episodes. They are all there. They are a lot of fun in particular. Any Clean Slay episode, we did a couple with Paget Brewster and one with Mark Evan Jackson. Mm. Well worth checking out. Uh, and also listen to Good Morning Night Vale, which also returns on January 8th, the day before my birthday. Danielle. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> go uh, check out, obviously, The Honest Trailers. That is a thing that I work on that keeps me uh, that keeps me paid. So check that out. And then if you want to see anything else that I'm doing or what I'm working on, you can find me on Twitter at Danielle Radford um, and on Instagram at Danielle underscore Radford. Uh, of course, Kelk isn't here, so I shall speak for the Kelks. Yes. Uh, Kelk's got books. Go check out those books. Um, Mike is not here, but I know that he just put up a tour schedule. Yes. So go find him on Twitter at Open Mike Eagle um, and see because he's he's got a big tour coming up, which is super exciting. Yeah. Go check him out. Our producer, Julian Burrell, how'd you do in fantasy? Did you get bounced? Nope. I'm in the championship game, and I'm oh! probably going to lose. <laughs> Future oh, fantasy football champion, Julian Burrell. That is our producer. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible with their recurring monthly contributions. A special Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift, Kwanzaa gift, Wednesday gift, Boxing Day gift to each of you. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.